I am so glad that you're here. My passion has really been nurturing and empowering highly sensitive women in peaceful and comfortable ways to find the courage, nourishment, and clarity to embody the gifts you have within and connect more deeply to your innermost authentic self. Growing up as many of us have as highly sensitive children and women, hearing that you're too sensitive in all areas of your life many times causes us problems and to think we are less than. I am sensitive physically as well as emotionally. I'm intuitive and empathic, but I didn't realize that for a long time, and many of you are probably the same way. You recognized some of your abilities, but may have felt there was something wrong or couldn't understand it. The great news is now there's a lot of information about being an HSP or highly sensitive person with high sensory abilities. And of course, there are all kinds of ranges of how sensitive some people are so empathic when they walk into a movie theater, they feel everyone's feelings, or they can just feel the energy in the room. But I'll talk more about high sensory abilities in the next podcast. But I do find it's interesting how our childhood holds clues for us. Although my parents were professionals, we lived on 17 acres. In, f- in front of the house and around it was a manicured lawn, but there was a field of grass, and many times it would get mowed. But I loved it when the grass was high. And I'm really not a big nature person, although we know nature is so important, only because I get bitten by bugs a lot, but I do love nature. I loved laying in the grass as a young child because no one knew I was there, and it was like a cocoon. I would lay there and watch the sky and think or swing in the tree swing. So although I'm not known in my family as an outdoorsy person, nature is very important to me, as evidenced when I was very young. The homes that I've owned as an adult were backed by nature. That always seemed so important to me, and that was no accident originally, but I didn't really understand why it was so important to me. Another little clue was, I remember my aunt telling me at the age of three, I sensed what was going on with others and was able to support them either in saying the right thing or getting something for them. And she said I was just a really happy child. At three, really? Well, we know that we come in that way, that we're wired that way, and our brains are wired differently. So of course at three and four and eight and nine, we would have those gifts. We just may not know those superpowers were there for us in a different way than other people's superpowers. So growing up, what was interesting is I would catch my three brothers by surprise. And when I wasn't playing teacher, which I did with my dolls, I was playing church. I loved to set everything up on a kneeler, a prayer book. I even had a chalice and I'd create a safe space of quiet, say some prayers. Even when I was very young, I felt that connection to all that is, to God that peace within. I knew there was something really important about the space where God, as a kid, I thought lived. And I knew it was important for us to feel it inside. Thus, my quest from a very young age to connect with Source. And my journey has continued to evolve spiritually. I know the importance for each of us to be in a sacred space and connect within to our Source connection, as that's where the magic occurs. Like many of us, I have always felt different. Sometimes feeling different is our choice and sometimes it isn't. Obviously, it's always our choice with thoughts, but sometimes we put ourselves in a place where we do stand out as being different. 
Well, feeling different originated when my family moved to the house in the country. Although we went to suburban schools, my parents were fairly protective, and we weren't allowed to do things the other kids were. We took vitamins before that was a thing to do. We played outside a lot. We know kids don't get as much of a chance to do that now. And when they moved the one house where a boy my age lived, we had to get into the car to go to a friend's house. So a lot centered around our home, where there were friends, church friends, and visitors that came, and some stayed from many states in several countries. It was really awesome, but very different than my friends, who had a much narrower scope of experience. So all of us have inner guidance and intuition, but as a highly sensitive person, because of how we are wired, those are our superpowers. In my first job teaching, I knew the kids needed something that was different than just sitting at desks. Now, this is where I made a choice to be different. Unlike my family choosing to create a different lifestyle with us, I chose to take out all the desks in my fourth grade classroom. As well as being the youngest teacher, the other teachers thought that was very odd, and of course it was. What I learned was some kids needed desks, so I brought some of the desks back in the classroom. Despite my class doing well in every way, including outstanding test scores, I was not embraced, except for by my peer, young teacher, another fourth grade teacher. So that was my choice to be different, but I knew it was something important. Intuitively, I knew that. Another choice that was different was I always unscrewed or pulled out all those fluorescent overhead lights in offices that I worked in, and I used lamps with softer lighting. At that time, I didn't realize sometimes that bright lights bothered highly sensitive people, as well as extraneous noise, which can drive us nuts. But it's something to accept and know about ourselves. Sometimes I think it's easy to get on a path of complaining instead of just recognizing what it is that makes us feel more comfortable. But I know that something inside me, my intuition, guided me to make my environment comfortable and, and others with the softer lighting because, because, of course, the softer lighting makes things a little more soft all the way around. So the inner guidance continued after I left a big psychiatric firm to start a private practice. As you probably heard in my introduction, my background is teaching, counseling, and as a life balance coach. But I found as I added some of the new modalities in that my clients were getting better, whole, feeling like themselves much more quickly. I have been managing my health alternatively, and I was very interested with an emotional process one of the women did at a store where I had a healthcare practitioner who supported people in using natural ways to manage their health. Well, that never came to me or close to me or convenient and the process was bulky and the training never came to our city. So one day visiting a friend, I read an ad for thought field therapy, a tapping process most of you would know as EFT, which is a cousin, but TFT was an original. I felt a strong inner pull to take that training. I did four levels worth while I was still doing counseling. This had not been heard of before, and there was a core of us that would meet once a month and discuss cases and techniques. And it was really interesting because people started to move in my practice much more quickly once we started doing some energetic tapping. So once again, odd to be doing in a counseling session something that was not typical and was very, very new then. Right now, EFT is 
you know, well-known, almost a household world word, but maybe not. But it works so quickly for people. And to my knowledge, I only lost a couple of people, but I did tell them it was something strange, but I found that it worked. Another characteristic of highly sensitive people is that we can turn against ourselves so easily, second guess our wisdom or what we may or may not have done. So once again, once I was meeting in these groups around uh, TFT, I started at the basic level and was finding I could shorten the steps and still get great results. I would go to a meeting and think there was something wrong with me as I would not follow the long protocol once I understood and had used it. I intuitively moved to the next step before we were taught the next step. I had no idea that energy work, the ability to tap into information multidimensionally, was one of my gifts. It took many years to realize that as I took more courses and training in energy modalities like energy medicine, that this was a gift that I have. So one of the things that I find is so important is recognize what your gifts are. My clients would say to me, you are so intuitive. And I just thought that was me. I thought everybody was very intuitive. Highly sensitive people, although 15 to 20% of the population have similarities, but everyone is different and the range of high sensory gifts is unique. As I learned more, I really wanted to work with people who wanted to move forward or work through a challenge rather than the mindset of many who enter counseling to be fixed, although we find that in coaching also. So I enrolled and received my professional coaching training. However, even before that, my intuition had guided me to research stress, so I learned a lot about stress. I actually enjoyed doing some corporate one-time trainings using these strategies for stress and could demonstrate the effectiveness. I had talked to my counseling clients about reducing stress as I found that a few simple strategies or moves would regulate their stress response and we could move more quickly. Now with all the work about trauma and energy medicine, we know the devastating effects of stress. And those of us who are highly sensitive are definitely prone. One, because we're so sensitive, we take things in. Two, because we really do not always take the time to nurture ourselves and we certainly don't honor our gifts. So I recommended using these strategies outside of my office to stay focused for optimal brain functionings. So over the years, more and more has shown up, as I said before, to what happens to brain and the body during stress. The wonderful news is there's more and more strategies to support reducing stress and being in your body. And for those of us who are highly sensitive, it's really important to really be in our body and trust our body signs. So as I started my coaching business, I knew that 10 to 20 minutes a day on a daily basis reduced stress, increased health, happiness, and believe it or not, there's a lot of research showing that it increases financial prosperity. When I first discovered the difference stopping made, whether it was going to yoga, taking time to my, do my individual set of yoga, or listen to a quiet meditation, it always worked. But there were times I didn't stop, and I knew if I stopped, it would help me. Now I trust that, but then I did not. 
I suspect you may have done this also. I didn't stop, and of course, because it's easy for my nervous system to become dysregulated, as those of us who are highly sensitive do, we get stressed. And again, I think you can think of times when you took on more and said yes instead of setting a boundary and saying no, so you didn't stop. So your body became overwhelmed and exhausted. And to think about what is it that would help you relax just to be calm, just to help that dysregulated nervous system, which is not a deficit. It just means we need to take extra care. So at owning our sensitivities, one of the first things is to recognize what are our superpowers and what is it that we need. Really, really important. Because as I was saying earlier, I didn't realize some of the things I needed. Softer lighting, that nature is around me, quiet time. And many HSPs are introverts. I happen to be an extrovert. And my friends would all say, you keep moving and don't want to be by yourself or be quiet. And that was so true, but so important for me. But there are other reasons for that. I'm just a busy person. I love being busy. But I just didn't realize how important it was to take that time, even five minutes, even a deep breath. I wrote a book with my co-author, Jan Seegers Risden, called Be Your Most Powerful Self. And both of us wrote stories about times where we were under stress, whether that was emotional, physical, financial, situational, and there are simple strategies in that book. I will list that in the show notes for you that bring us back home just very, very quickly. In fact, in my counseling practice at the time, I was known as the 10-minute queen to reduce stress. Yes, I do like things that are quick, but I will do things that take a little longer. The second piece at owning our sensitivities is nurture. This is part of it. Nurturing ourselves. I created a virtual spa a long time ago. It's now come back because technology has changed so much. A place where you can come in for 10 to 20 minutes on your own and listen to myself or different people take you through all kinds of nurturing strategies to bring you home for yourself. As I had said again previously, trusting our body, the signs our body give us, the intuition is so important. And the very last piece is honor. We have to honor ourselves. Many times it's easy to look at other people and think they know or they have it and minimize our gifts because our gifts are more subtle many times. We don't honor that ability to be empathic and then maybe we hold on to it. So part of nurturing is not holding on and setting our own personal boundaries. Again, much is written about boundaries with highly sensitive women in particular because we are nurturers. We do care. We can see the bigger picture. It's even important for our children to recognize this. I told my granddaughter, who is very empathic, very intuitive, that sometimes she'll know. She'll be able to look at things and she'll know what's going on. She'll have the right answers and know what would be perfect for the situation, but others won't recognize that. And that doesn't mean that she is wrong. It just means that other people aren't ready to see or to do what she recognizes. And that's so important for us and important to pass on to our children 
Because if we're highly sensitive, most likely our children, our grandchildren, a relative is highly sensitive. So it's important to recognize that. And then to honor. We talk so much about superpowers. You know, it's so easy, again, as I said before, to complain and to moan and, oh, to turn ourselves inside out with shame. But once we honor our gifts and recognize how we're wired, it's so much easier. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to fall into those traps. I do. All of us do. But what do we have around us? Do we have supportive community? That's another important piece. Are we able to say to our family, to our friends, you know, I need a little time alone or when the house is so packed and busy, it's really difficult for me at holidays and be okay with that. If you need support or someone to talk to, it's important to find a community and there are many communities now for highly sensitive people. And again, I really would like you to tap into the idea that we have high sensory abilities. We sense things, we feel things that are not seen. We can't touch, We, although you may have the sense of taste, but we can't taste most of the time. It's it's tapping into a much bigger dimension than our five senses. It's tapping into something greater. And many of us have been on the evolutionary path, that path of spirituality, growing and evolving ourselves. And to make sure that we don't lose ourselves in that evolution, that we start to trust our own inner wisdom. And now at this time, it is imperative for us to trust our inner wisdom. It's also, I think, very important for us to realize right now that we are the ones, because of our gifts, that can see what a different world can be that we live in, that we can see how important it is for harmony, for the ability to be together in groups, to be able to have different perceptions. We are the ones who can mediate that. We are the ones who have the language, who can sense and feel beneath other people's words. We are the ones who can bring people together. But having said that, that doesn't have to be one of your gifts. Just being you is the most important thing. Just being who you are. Because your energy, your light, that spark within, people feel. You don't have to open your mouth. They know. They feel your energy just as you feel others. But many times we minimize how our presence can affect someone in a really positive way. Or because of our intuition, a few words or a small kindness makes a huge difference. In our society, These softer things have not been honored. It's been more how much money, where competition, which is very hard on us. It doesn't mean that we're not successful. Many highly sensitive people are extremely successful financially. Some are not, but that's not what's important. What's important is being you. You may have no idea the lives you touched. You may have no idea how your family is so much better, so much fuller, happier, more joyful because you're in it. And they may or may not recognize it, but also know our energy radiates out into the world. All the small things, the prayers, the nurturing, the positive thoughts, seeing what needs to be done, even if you don't step outside your house, and I hope you do, 
your energy makes a difference. And I think that's my biggest message today is just know you are important. Your gifts are important. You have superpowers. So I'm hoping that there's some seeds of thought here for you. And if you're not sure, think back into childhood. Think about what you loved. That may give you some clues. And think about what would nurture you. So until next time, I look forward to chatting with you again.